Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Good morning. It's very 2020 in here, isn't it? Absolutely. Very back. Very back to the good old days. When we were... Absolutely. Terrible. Barely awake. Yeah. R- recording a pod. Sometimes we do three in a row for some reason. Not sure why. Nah, good on us, though. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? This is I Miss You, Man. My name's Lonnie. His name's Dylan. Hey, Dylan, mate. Could have gone to bed a bit earlier last night, but I'm all right. Oh, you, you I'll get bit, there. You sound a bit dusty, hey? actually, yeah. Nah, come on. Nah, I'm, <laughs> here I am. I'm big energy boy, as they say. Well, hey? t- tell me this. Do you feel fortunate to be here today? Oh, mate, who isn't grateful for their existence each and every day? Yeah. Hey? Okay. What about specifically on this podcast? What do we do? What have we done for over 100 episodes now? <sighs> My goodness, what we do each week is that we take each other on a journey that could be about anything. Life, pop culture, everything in between, sometimes specifically Christina Ricci movies. Very, very often Christina Ricci comes up. <laughs> now, Dylan, I've got a question. That's not her turn this week. No. Soon, though. She's back. Don't be worried. Soon. One day. My question for you, Dylan, is... Have you ever felt cursed? Oh, I'm sure at some point we all have a bad day. Mm. You know, bad stuff just keeps on happening and you're just like, yeah, well, give me a break, all right, hey? And you feel like there's some sort of external force creating that bad luck or that there's bad events for you? Sure. you got to blame something, don't you? It's better than saying it's nothing matters or it's all me, I suppose. Yeah, it's... It's all my fault. No, never. Never. Now, I'm a white guy in Australia, like you, so life is generally pretty good, isn't it, for us? Pretty blessed in a lot of ways. It's all right. can be. The the fact that we're doing a podcast means we're doing pretty well, I guess, in terms of everybody out there. Absolutely. But I have come across uh, two pieces of media recently which have been about curses it really got me thinking about them. I thought we should maybe speak about it here on the podcast. Um, and the two kinds of curses I think about, Dylan, they're kind of the same, kind of different. There's the curse where somebody literally puts a spell on you or curses you and says, I want bad things to happen to you, and potentially does mm, it Like the Christina Ricci movie, Penelope. Think that's coming up, don't you worry. <laughs> um, um, and that one is like a, a real family curse it was going to curse everybody in the family in penelope wasn't it forever yeah an inherited curse one of the worst ones yeah absolutely top then, three worst ones it affects the baby they're not well, their fault they didn't do anything absolutely that's scorched earth curse that one absolutely um and then in in terms of those spell-like curses you also have the jinxes and the hexes 
which I kind of feel like oh, more mate. little small scale ones. Don't you reckon? Don't get me don't get me started on the hexes, mate. Can't deal with those. Absolutely frustrating Terrible, to deal right? with those hexes. Oh, um, and the other, the other type of curse is where I think you've done something, and then you've done something bad, and that affects you for a certain time period, or it affects your family. And so sometimes those two things are linked. But like, think of it, um, you know, the, the people who opened up Tutankhamun's uh, tomb, right? They supposedly, people say, mm. were cursed with the curse of the pharaohs for the rest of their lives, you know? Mm. Okay. Or playing Superman. That's a curse, apparently. Oh, mate. Look, you've, you've trumped ahead already. Some some of my curses. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. You're all right, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's okay. Now, the, the two pieces of media I, I've um, engaged with, what, the first is called The Curse. So pretty much mm. that, that one's all about a curse. Have you come across this yet, Dylan? No. What's it, what do we got here? So it's Nathan Fielder, who's um, a comedian and uh, filmmaker, makes some really strange stuff. And this is his, one of his first um, scripted drama series. Emma Stone's in it. Everyone loves Emma. Um, and Benny Safdie as well. And they're all producers, Nathan and Benny writing it and directing it, and Emma being the lead actress. It's about a lot of things. Right. It's it, yeah, On the surface, it's about a couple who have like an HD TV show, a little bit like our House Hunters, um, our love for the House Hunters, Dylan. Um, okay. Reality TV show where it's called Flipanthropy and they're flipping houses but doing it with eco sort of ideas. But it's really a satire of... Uh, middle-class liberals. Um, it's about all sorts of things, so it's hard to sort of summarise, but at the centre of it is it's a curse that a little girl places on one of the characters. It's unclear if the curse is real, but as the show goes on, it's the, the basic idea is the curse is real if you believe in it, and that drives the characters crazy. And that's something I think is true of all curses. If you believe it's true, that is something that eventually it'll sort of become true in, in certain ways mm, um, very okay. good very good show I'd, I'd recommend getting amongst it it's a bit of a slow burn but I loved it and it really uh, kicks off towards the end so I really recommend that well, here's my thing it's sitting at a, a 2.7 on Google so I don't know who to trust right <laughs> now. I, well it's weird okay it's not your average sort of show it's it's pushing the boundaries so I think that Ooh. has turned people off a bit but Chris Nolan liked it so, and lots of people liked it so mm. He was like Tenant, though, didn't he? <laughs> he loved it. He loved it so much he made it. Exactly. Didn't keep re-releasing it. An awful film. <laughs> hmm. No, not on. The The second piece of media, Dylan, is something you probably have knowledge about, if not the film, but something I mentioned to you off the pod as well. It's the Iron yes. Claw about the Von Erich wrestling family, Oof. who just have some of the most untold family tragedies I've ever seen, ever. Um, Big rotten luck. Absolutely. Well, some folks believe that their misfortune stems from a family curse. Um, I read an article in the Washington Post that talks about the origin of the curse. And it all stems mm. with the family's father, the patriarch, who had a stage name, Fritz von Erich. So, supposedly, yeah. when he was starting out and wrestling in the 40s, 50s, 60s, he was... His stage name and persona was that of a Nazi Germany soldier, uh, which some people thought was pretty poor taste. Why he's called Fritz? Yes, exactly. And he, he changed his, he sort of lent on his German ancestry with his mother's maiden name of Von Erich. Right. Um, mm. 
So yeah, poor taste for a few people, uh, especially Holocaust victims, as you can imagine. Um, and there's a story, not sure if it's true, whether it's a tall tale that's emerged over time, but supposedly he was confronted by a Holocaust victim after a show, and that person said, I hope your family doesn't have the same tragedy I have, which is maybe where the curse started. The, the movie that's just come out with Zac Efron uh, glosses over the, the Nazi Germany links, but, and maybe that's because that's not true, that, 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 that Holocaust story at least, but it does gloss over the, no. the persona that the patriarch had. Um, however, they do talk about the curse in the movie, and if you watch the trailer, I'm not sure you watched the movie yet, but the trailer says, you know, everyone said our family was cursed, Dad tried to protect us with wrestling, Mum protected us with God. Um, mm. As you'd know, Dylan, you probably watched the Dark Side of the Ring episode, which I haven't, but I've watched this movie. They've had just the most horrible run of tragedy you could think of. Um, and what, what do you know about them in wrestling circles? What Just really sad stories, hey? Absolutely. And I have a shadow by the fact that they were some of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yeah. Especially, especially Kerry. He was mm. like the big star of the group mm. and one of the most tragic as well. Just a lot of deaths in the family, suicides, just absolutely tragic stuff. Yeah. So in terms of the curse, Kevin is the last surviving son, and he's played by Zac Efron in the movie. Really great job by Zac. Bit of a shame he didn't get any Oscar uh, nomination for it. Um, well, neither did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if you saw that, mate. Mate, I'm, I'm gutted by that one, to be honest. <laughs> Everyone's focusing on... I knew you would be. Margot Robbie. What about my, my, my voice? <laughs> what about the turtles, mate? Yeah. Come on. Um, as I said, they did mention the curse in that, that movie, but in real life, there's, there's quotes from Kevin saying his family wasn't cursed, people talk about it, but they just had terrible things happen, um, which I think is a, a probably a good way, it's a, not a good way to think about it, but rather than saying it's all a curse's fault, you just like, had a really shitty life, things have happened, I think is the more adult way to deal with things. Mm. Though... In the context of the movie, they do sort of talk about if you believe your family is cursed, you could attribute every bad thing that happens to your family to the curse. It's like an organising story for random events. Um, mm. Or you might start to think that bad things are going to happen to you anyway, so you're more reckless, you let the bad things happen, or in fact you make them happen to you because what's the point? We're cursed anyway. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and wrestling as a sport has had its fair share of tragedy. And we watched, as I mentioned, well, Dark five Star seasons of it, mate. I know Dark Side <laughs> of the Ring is all about that. Is, is the sport mm. itself cursed, Dylan? What do you reckon? I mean, possibly. There's a lot of bad shit that's happened. Um, I mean, just the other day, all those bloody, I guess technically they're allegations about mm. Vince McMahon, but I mean, I think we all know. Everything that's been said about him is probably true. Definitely allegations, but there's been so much smoke over the years. You think there's some fire? Is that what you're getting at? Oh, mate, absolutely. Yeah. The amount of interviews with wrestlers over the years, for decades, mm. saying all the shady stuff he was doing, they could present that in court. as bloody evidence, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that... I don't know if the sport itself is cursed, and as I'm going to say in a second, I don't believe in curses in general. I kind of feel like if you get enough people involved, bad things happen over time. It's not hard to 
put all that down to something else, you know? Mm. I think of anybody's sure. life, of course, everyone who goes through life is going to have people die or terrible things happen, accidents. And sometimes you could make some connective tissue between those, but other times, you know, things are going to happen. That's just how life is. So, but when you look around and, you know, all your family is dead, you might, you might think about, hmm, maybe something else is going on here. I don't believe it's true myself, but I can see how that can be a thought you could have, you know? Absolutely. At, at some point, you'd have to think the universe has it against you. Yeah, exactly. Mm? Yeah, I'm not a religious man, I don't think, but are you spiritual? Do you think the curses may be real at all? No. Okay. <laughs> I agree. I the think... guys are real. Oh, oh, you think that? Because I've got an episode planned at one stage to debunk ghosts. Don't you worry. Well, maybe I'll just keep believing until that day. All right. I'll, I'll disabuse you of that notion eventually. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I, I think life is pretty much random. I think, like, luck is something that is true, but not like you can influence things by having a rabbit's foot or whatever, but more just, you know, sometimes a good thing happens out of nowhere or a bunch of things happen in the right order that works out well for you. But it's all random. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not luck. Well, luck in the sense of you might be having a bad day and then something really lucky happens to you and that's that's luck, but it's also random. You know what I mean? Mm. All bad things happen. It's not your fault because it's just how the world works. Or you're cursed. Or you're cursed. Maybe that's true. Do you have any superstitions? Ghosts, mate. Scary okay. stuff, aren't they? Right. <laughs> not so sure about that one, to be honest. We've all seen them at some point in our lives, sure have. haven't we? No. Hmm. Okay. Now, maybe let's get back to basics. What is a curse? Now, I looked up curse to work out this, or a definition from Google, our friends on Google. They said, Dylan, the curse is a solemn utterance intended to invoke a supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on someone or something. Well, so it has to be a solemn utterance. That's what it says here. You, you think maybe sometimes it's not so solemn? Well, you can't have any bloody character to it. You can't chew it <laughs> up a bit when you're cursing someone. That seems a bit rude. It does seem rude, doesn't it? They've um, got some other definitions here. Um, a cause of harm or misery. So the the... The example is impatience is the curse of our day and age. So it's like it's a blight on our or a scourge on our world. Oh, right but you stain on society. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Poison. Uh, there you go. It says here informally menstruation is sometimes called a curse. I don't have that myself personally. Oh. But, there you go. Yeah. Um, also, they talk about uh, a coarse or blasphemous word or phrase used to express anger or other strong emotions. So, swear words. The curse word. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but also, you, you can curse by doing the solemn utterance, or you can curse by saying the swear words. Now, old English origin, unknown where it sort of came from originally, but one of those words we just have, I guess, that sometimes they just emerge, you know? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, they said curse words. They're words you shouldn't say in polite society. And I guess if you say, tell someone to piss off or whatever, you are kind of cursing them to 
piss off, I suppose you could say. Be gone. Be gone out of here. Mm. Yeah. Our good friends and partners of Wikipedia talk about a curse mm. as also being called an imprecation, a malediction, an execration, a malison, an anathema, or combination. Are those words you've ever heard before, Dylan? Too many. Too many big ones. <laughs> Too many syllables. Um, they say it's any expressed wish that some form of, of adversity or misfortune will befall or attach to one or more persons, a place, or an object. And as I said, it's it's sometimes the curses that befall you, not someone that puts on you, but one that you cause onto yourself. Um, along those lines, Dylan, is the evil eye. Have you heard about the evil eye concept? Like Sauron? <laughs> not so much Sauron. It's... um. The supernatural... Huh. Is he not an evil eye? Well, I guess he is. Um, this is a... Oh, um, you sympathise with the, the Sauron, do you? Interesting. I, I, I surely do not. Hmm. Okay. The evil eye is a supernatural belief in a curse brought about by a malevolent glare, usually inspired by envy. The belief in the evil eye among humans has existed since prehistory, and amulets to protect against it have been found... From dating to about 5,000 years ago. And I reckon now about 40% of the world's population believe in the evil eye. So the idea is that you... 40%? 40% in Middle East and Mediterranean cultures um, around oh, the world. Okay. So right. obviously a lot of people from those cultures, not our particular culture, but I have heard of it. I didn't really dig into it until doing this episode. Uh so yeah, it's the idea that if you're envious, you might um, bring the evil eye upon you. So you should be a good person, or otherwise you'll be something bad will happen to you in that sense. Oh, no good. Yeah, no good at all. Um, and I guess in our culture there are some things a little bit like that. So you don't do for bad luck. You know, you don't walk under a ladder if you break a mirror. Don't break years. a mirror. Yeah. 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 I, Black I, cat cross your path. Absolutely. I I wonder. I'm not, I'm not saying, not trying to debunk a a, a uh, genuinely held belief by 40% of the world's population. Don't, don't get me wrong, Dylan. But I, <laughs> I wonder if some of these are practical measures in culture um, that over time have become supernatural. So the idea is, like, don't be envious. Be happy with what you've got. And that becomes, over time, if you're not a good person, evil eye will come get you, you know? And in terms of, like, mm. don't walk under ladders... Dangerous, you know. Basic safety. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, you might don't. Mirrors are expensive. Your... Mirrors are expensive. So don't break them. You know. Absolutely. Leave black cats alone. Yeah, they cool. did nothing to you. Don't even go near them. Yeah. So there you go. That that's that that's cool. I thought we could move on to some famous curses. Um, mm. Just briefly, we mentioned the curse of the pharaohs. So this is the idea that archaeologists were excavating mummy tombs. And then they're evoking evil spirits because they're not letting them lie. Um, they've tried to attribute like certain deaths of people after they broke into Tutankhamun's tomb. Some people have debunked that though because it's kind of like, well, yeah, the people involved in that died, but like everyone dies, so not exactly Tutankhamun's um, spirit Ooh. coming back. Foolproof. <laughs> uh, quickly, what do you think about breaking into tombs like that, archaeologists? It's a bit, a bit weird. Nah, come on. 
Got to find out about the past, mate. Got to preserve no, history. I can't really let them just lie. Let them, let them be. No, they were pharaohs. So oh, okay. you can they had them. enough glitz and glamour in their life. They probably uh, were mean to slaves. So break into their tombs. Why not? Yeah, okay. Um, if I'll anyone be... deserves it, it's a pharaoh. Okay. You think if, if you're a pharaoh, it's fair game. Anyone else is grave robbing, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Not on then. Yeah, okay. Um, some objects have become cursed in history. So Annabelle, the doll, they made some movies, but there was an original Annabelle, Annabelle doll. Um, what about this one, Dylan? Apparently the car that James Dean was driving has become cursed. Yeah. Have you heard of this? Yeah. I have heard about it a bit. It's like everyone that drives it dies or something. That's the idea. Including James Dean himself. Have yeah. you heard the Alec Guinness connection, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard it in an interview. Uh, he likes warned him, "Don't drive this car or you'll die." Like he said this. What did he know? That's weird. What did he know? Is he actually Obi Wan Kenobi? It's possible. The quote here is from his biography, Alec Guinness's biography. Um, yeah. he, he bumped into James Dean about a week before he died. They live in a restaurant with a friend, and James Dean shows him his his new car. He's excited about it, and then. Guinness allegedly warned Dean to never enter the car. He said, please never get in it. It is now 10 o'clock, Friday the 23rd of September, 1955. If you get in that car, you'll be found dead in it by this time next week. And then the following Friday, Jesus. he was dead. What is going on with that story? That is madness. I, I think <clears throat> I think Mr. Guinness might be playing it up a bit. I highly doubt he told him the time, the date, and then James Dean stuck around after that and was like, what the hell? Yeah, very odd. Very is it, odd. Is it Alec Guinness being like, I knew, if you don't listen to me, you'll be okay? So strange. Yeah, I guess. And then Maybe Alec... he just took advantage that he was like one of the last people to see him alive, I guess. I guess so. No one can dispute him. And then I, I guess Alec didn't care about anybody else. He went in the car after that. So, <laughs> Does he go up to them and tell them the exact date and time? <laughs> oh. No, so good on him. He must be an actual Jedi, though. Yeah. I, I can't see any evidence that doesn't say that. So, Absolutely. I think that's what he's counting on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now, sports, Dylan. It's a big area of the world and very superstitious people involved in sports um like wrestling we said a lot of sports have curses but i would probably attribute this to lots of fans lots of things happen lots of winning and losing and a lot of people obsessed to talk about these things that happen and over time of course things sort of happen in, in fandoms that's what i sort of yeah it to. and it's a bit it's a fantastical sport as well so there's obviously mm -hmm. a bit of theatricality going into it that yeah. people can probably attribute curses to it more so Absolutely. than I think sports. I think any sport is like this to be honest I think you can you got people obsessed with it and they'll talk about it and and athletes themselves seem quite superstitious and I think that's because they're trying to get any advantage they can so if they think that wearing these particular socks is good they'll do it you know now Certainly. there's some famous ones in baseball especially there's the Boston Red Sox had a curse of the Bambino. You heard of this one, Dylan? 
No, no. What have we got here? Some allege that there was a curse placed on the Boston Red Sox who failed to win a World Series after 1918, apparently due to the selling of Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees. Before the sale, the Red Sox had won four titles in seven years, but after the sale, the Yankees went on to win 26 World Championships before the Red Sox would win again. And then eventually the curse was broken in the 2004 World Series. To me, that kind of feels like you won for a bit, then you lost for a bit. That happens in sport, right? Yeah. <laughs> so why do they think the curse happened? Because they got rid of Babe Ruth off their team. Yeah, and Babe Ruth was a good player, and then he went on to have success later. Yeah, so like... They should have kept him. Uh, yeah, you, sh- you think that because you got rid of your best player on your team that you started losing, and that's a curse? That's, I mean, that's just factual. I think it's more the fact that your best player left, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Seems pretty cut and dry, that one. <laughs> There's also some affecting um, the, the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs. Um, that's the curse of the Billy Goat. That incident involved Billy Sianis, owner of the Billy Goat Tavern, who was asked to leave the World Series game versus the Detroit Tigers because of his pet goat's odour bothering other fans. Right. <laughs> I, okay. I mean... I wouldn't bring a goat to a baseball game, but it was the 40s. Maybe it's a bit different back then. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah, I mean, probably anything goes in the 40s, right? Exactly. Especially a baseball game. And we spoke about right, mascots, so that's kind of... They really spring out of all the games, didn't they? So. Absolutely. Um, and again, eventually they won again. But that just happens in sports. <laughs> I'm not really sure about that. Exactly, yeah. Statistically, yeah, you'll all win again one day. Now, this one is a little bit different, Dylan. It's the Australian Socceroos, the soccer team for Australia. Mm. Now, there's a story that... In the 1970s, they were playing in the Mexico World Cup qualifiers in Mozambique. And so before they get to the World Cup, they, they go to qualifiers to get there because not every country in the world gets to the World Cup sort of thing. Yeah. Supposedly they went to consult a witch doctor before their game and the witch doctor buried bones near the goalposts and cursed the opposition. Australia went on to beat Rhodesia 3-1, so that's awesome for them. However... The move backfired when the players could not come up with the £1,000 demanded by the witch doctor as payment, and so he cursed them instead. Now you might be thinking, whatever, that's all right. But they <laughs> lost the next game and didn't qualify. 
No. And then... No good. And then for the next 32 years, they didn't win. They didn't qualify for the World Cup. That one seems real. <laughs> That's a long time to not qualify. Including, Dylan, in 1998 tournament, they needed to win against Iran in the final qualifying game, and they drew two all despite having led 2-0 in the second half. That's the Witch Doctor, right? That has to be, yeah. That one's real. Now, it gets better, though, okay? Because the curse was lifted by John Safran, who's an Australian journalist and filmmaker. He had a TV show called John Safran vs. God. He read the story about the curse, so he travelled to Mozambique, hired a new witch doctor to channel the original to reverse the curse. And then, the oh, following year... Like a fucking Harry Potter wizard battle. <laughs> basically. The following year, the Socceroos not only qualified for the World Cup, they reached the second round, um, and then they qualified for the next four World Cups. Yeah, that one that has to be real, right? It's real, right? The only thing that is a little bit not following the story there is that in 1974, they did qualify, and the curse was in place, oh. but, but they failed to score a goal in any of their three opening round matches and were eliminated. So, okay, that, well, that was, that was just the witch doctor giving him a, a little slice of hope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's another one in Australia is the curse of Norm Smith. Now, he was an AFL player and coach, Dylan. And mm. in 1965, he's playing, he was coaching Melbourne Football Club and they sacked him. And it was a massive surprise because mm. he was really well liked and really good coach, and they've been doing pretty well. They'd been in eight grand finals and, and seven consecutive grand finals, and they won six of them. So people were a bit surprised why they would even sack him. Um, it seems like maybe he was getting a bit big for his boots, though, is the story, and he was getting bigger than the club, and they were a bit, a bit scared of him in that sense. Um, right, yeah. But from then on, they didn't win anything for 57 years, and they didn't even make Jeez. the finals the next 22 seasons. So do you think Norm did a little curse on his way out? It's possible. Again, that's a long time. 57 years. Mm. Can't be coincidence at that point, right? Yeah, right. Nearly statistically impossible. <laughs> it took until uh, 2021 for them to to um, win again. So there you go. All right. Now, one of go. our favourite places in the world, Dylan, a twin city, if you will, is the Gold Coast. Hello. Now <laughs> on the Gold Coast, it's notorious, according to Wikipedia, for having uh, teams before perform teams perform poorly in major Australian sports. They either fold, rebrand, or relocate shortly after starting up, and they never reached right. a grand final, and they never won anything either. It's a bit of a graveyard. Do you think there's a curse involved with the Gold Coast, then, Dylan? Mm. Could just be that it's a, it's a vice city, you know, mm. Gold Coast. Maybe I'm just taking, t partaking too much in the vices before the sports. It's hindering their performance. Yeah, there's too much else going on. You've got the beach. You got the absolutely off the casino. Too many distractions. Yeah, mate. Yeah, and potentially you get players who who sign up for the club for that reason rather than the win. Ooh, yeah, possibly, possibly. Part, party boys. Yeah. Eh? And party girls. And party girls. 
Um, Girls love to party too, mate. Come on. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know about, about this one. Um, I would say it's a curse. I think it's more to do with those real reasons we just mentioned. So the curse probably isn't real, but it is something. Definitely something. Hmm. I don't know if you've been across the Sports Illustrated cover jinx, Dylan. Have you been across this one at all? Not Sports Illustrated, but I wonder if you have one coming up about the Madden cover. No, but it's very similar. Do you want to talk me through that one that you know of? The Madden curse? Yes. Yeah. It's basically like all the athletes, well, not all of them, but most of them for a period of time who graced the cover of the Madden video game they either like suffered an injury mm. after they graced the cover or the next season they just do really bad. Yeah. Well, that is the same as the Sports Illustrated cover jinx. Oh, there the, you go. The idea is that you've gotten the cover and then soon after you'll have an injury or you will start performing badly. Mm. Okay. Now, there are some explanations for it. It's just that generally you get my cover after being exceptionally good and then... After that, of course. Yeah, you peaked. You peaked. That's why you're on the cover. And so mm. the only yeah. way after that is down. But it doesn't mean you're a bad player. It just means you're sort of coming back down after peaking. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that is pretty much how it's explained. But it, it is a little bit concerning. If I was an athlete, I'd be like, oh, don't put me on there. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. At some point, you'd have some hesitation, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't want to risk it. Um Sports Illustrated themselves put the a black cub, black cat on the cover in two thousand two to have a little. It's a bit funny. Jab at themselves, yeah. Um, no, that's right. I like that. There's another curse quite similar, actually, that seems to affect U.S. presidents. As you probably know, Dylan, they have two terms generally, maximum. And the curse is the second term curse. It's the perceived tendency of second terms of U.S. presidents to be less successful than their first terms. What do you reckon about this? I'm going to say that... Well, I'm going to say it's because it's probably one of the... If not the most exhausting job of right. all time. Absolutely. Have you seen And you those... give it your all for four years and then another four. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you seen those pictures of Obama what, when he was... Before he was president after yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah, his grey hair at the end of it. Yeah. Just yeah. totally sunk. Yeah. And um, completely understandable too. My goodness. Yeah, it's the hardest job in the world, you think, just about. That'd have to be up there for sure. Um, so according to the curse, it's not so much that they do badly, it's also that they've been plagued by a major scandal or a policy inertia or a catastrophe Ooh. or other problems. So yeah. there's been 21 US presidents, according to Wikipedia, who've served a second term, and each of whom have faced something you could attribute. I would also say about that is like most presidents have some sort of crisis and scandal that happens just because that's you in politics and you're in charge of the country. Things happen. Yeah. No one's going to have a perfect run for eight years. Yeah, exactly. You're um, going to make a mistake or slip up at some point. What they say, though, is that after Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he broke the de facto second term limit by running for a third and fourth term in the 30s. And the idea is that George Washington's ghost cursed him and cursed anyone who wanted to go for a second term. So there you go. Mm. However, they also, they also say that the second term curse was around before that happened. So yeah. So wh where did the ghost come from? Who said this? That's, just what they, that's what they say, Dylan. 
Wikipedia says that is how it began. I didn't check the sources. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but they also say there's, there's the some reasons. surreal is what you're saying. I'm not saying that's true. People have said, done some analysis and analysis of it to see if it does um, work out. And generally, there it does seem like people are kind of the higher they get higher approval ratings and stuff in their first term, and in the second term less. I think people get a bit sick of them. Probably is how you explain that. Um, also, maybe if you're the president, you've done it for six years, you maybe think you're you got it. You don't have to like you think you're an expert at it, maybe. So you sort of do things are less popular, maybe. Um, but they also say there's a bit of survivorship bias here. So presidents who are elected for a second term are more likely to have a good first term, meaning they become president again, and so then their second term looks worse by comparison. Absolutely. I, I do agree with that. I do like the idea of having terms, though, because we can have prime ministers for 20 years down here if they want to, for, for whatever they want, however long they want, which doesn't seem right. Yeah, not on. Yeah. No. you got a stranglehold on the power. I know. You're there forever. Mm. No good. Now, Dylan, you, you and I love ourselves some pop culture. It's in the, our motto. For sure. Any curses spring to mind? You've mentioned Penelope already. Anything else in in the film and TV world or just stories in general? Well, there's another Christina movie called Cursed, right? <laughs> that was cursed in, in film and cursed by nature, right? Cursed in title and by yeah, cursed production. in production. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Fully full on cursed that one. So the the curse um, there was werewolfism, but then the film itself was terribly. May took several years, they could never get it right, and the movie itself tended to be pretty shit. Yeah, pretty ordinary. But, can't think of any more that have come to mind. Obviously, the safe man curse, I mentioned before. Yes, I've got that. I'll, I'll, more into that. I would say curses you probably see more in the fairy tale world, a lot of those. Um, ah, okay. Being Beast, Shrek, Sleeping Beauty. Ah, oh, classic, yeah. All those good ones there. Absolutely, yeah. but yes, in in outside of the films themselves. But with Beauty and the Beast, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. Why'd she make him hotter though? <laughs> you think the Beast is hot, do you? He's hotter than the human version. Yeah, Absolutely, it's always kidding? like that when he comes back, and even even in the film itself, he's like, oh, when he becomes a human. <laughs> can we? Yeah, absolutely. Can you go back? Yeah, he's lost all his super strength. He's lost all his bloody charisma. Yeah. Nah, no good, all I reckon. All the gone. I would have dipped out straight after that if I was Belle. Not on. <laughs> uh, another one in Shakespeare is uh, Romeo and Juliet. Mercutio. Ah, plague on both your houses. Yeah, yeah. but you know. You know your th- stuff, don't you? Absolutely, mate. Yeah. That's a bloody grade nine English. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Go on. I was there. Um, there you go. But yeah, you mentioned the Superman curse a few times. Let's talk about it. Um, Wikipedia says it's the series of supposedly related misfortunes that have plagued creative people involved in adaptations of Superman in various media. Uh, frequently associated with George Reeves, who was the first Superman on TV in the 1950s. He died of a self-inflicted gun, gun wound. Um, obviously, Christopher Reeve was Superman in the 80s on, on film and he became paralyzed after a horseback writing accent accident um outside of the those two two superman portrayers margot kidder died of suicide and she was lois lane in the 80s movies 
Uh, Marlon Brando, mm. obviously, in the first um, movie, had a really tough life. And even the creators themselves, Sherry Siegel and Joe Shuster, they were really screwed over, weren't they? After creating Superman, one of the most iconic characters ever. Yeah. And what, how much... They were given, like, how much money? Like, a pittance for creating Superman. Yeah. Compared to, obviously, he's like a billion-dollar IP. That's right. Eventually, they, they, gave them, they gave them, like, a an allowance later in life, like a pension, but doesn't seem to really stack up against creating Superman, does it? Yeah, I'm just having a look into it. $20,000 a year plus health benefits. Great. I mean, it's better than nothing, but, like, should be getting, like, a million dollars a year well, creating Superman. There's that terrible story of, um, I'm not sure which one of them was, but working as a courier driver and delivering something to the DC office. So the DC office there built on the back of Superman. Mm. And the, the creator is working as a delivery guy, which isn't a problem, but the fact that he's not being compensated for his prop for his creation is ridiculous. Yeah. Pretty nasty stuff. So do you think there's a curse to Superman? Should we stop adapting Superman? Nah, come on. <laughs> he's the classic, mate. Yeah. And of course, there's many if, times... If, if anything, Superman represents persevering through it. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah, so you can find uh, terrible things that have happened to people associated with Superman, but also plenty of people involved Superman had long and happy lives and love being associated with the, yeah. with the Boy Scouts. So hey, yeah, it, it's... Henry Cavill's doing fine, everyone, you know? Yeah. It's a bit like um, the number 23 movie we watched back in the day. You can you can oh, find shit, links maybe, can't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, completely forgot that was a thing. That's yeah. no good. Why'd yeah. you bring that up? <laughs> Sorry, did you try and block it out, did you? Yeah, evidently, yeah. Oh no. It's all coming back to me. Um and there are some other cursed films, as you mentioned, the way that cursed the Christina Ritchie movie was cursed. The Crow production, obviously, lead actor died. Yeah. Brandon Lee got uh what was that? What? Yeah, they put they gave him a prop gun, or yeah, which they gave someone a prop gun and yeah. shot at him with real bullets in it. That's right. Which again, how does that happen? No way in the world that should happen ever. There shouldn't be any chance on a film set, right? And yet it happened again. It happens. It's happened too many times. Um, Ridiculous. I think the films that are have that fantastical element do tend to get a curse associated with them. So. Terrible things happen all the time, mm. but sometimes the circumstances lend themselves to a story being created around them, if you know what I mean. Yeah, cool. It's cool. Mm. So, yeah, okay. So, we, we've talked about some curses. What do you reckon, Dylan? We, we think they're true now having discussed them some more. Absolutely. There's too many to ignore. Right. Okay. You've opened my eyes. Curses are real. Yeah, right. How would you get out of a curse that you if you're cursed by something? Well, I think that um, getting a bloody another witch doctor to right. counteract the curse that worked pretty well, didn't it? <laughs> it seems so, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, I think that's the classic. <laughs> Let's get some good voodoo. Right? right. I still feel like you're handing over your life to somebody else. You know. Sure. But would you rather be cursed or not? 
I mean, it doesn't hurt not to not be cursed, does it? To give it a go, at least. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? You remain cursed? <laughs> hey? Well, that's very true. So my, my get amongst it is going back to those uh, two properties I mentioned at the start. The curse is on Paramount+. Plus. Recommend watching it all. And it's very weird, but it's very, very good. One of the best things I've seen um, in a while. Jesus. And The Iron Claw was a really good movie. Are you going to watch it, Dylan, at some point? Yeah, at some point. Mm. I have no rush to see it because I know everything about it anyway. But... Yeah. You see, I, going in, I knew wrestling, these boys, bad stuff's going to happen, but I deliberately avoided knowing the things. And boy, it was bad. It was It's a feel-bad Am... movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so definitely. well made. It's awful, but... awful stuff. I mean, yeah. ultimately, there's a bit of hope, but it's it's a really tough one to watch, but so well made. So. Absolutely. How was the... Uh, do they have the fabulous Freebirds in it a fair oh, yeah. bit? They're there. Were they fun? They were fun. They, they weren't in there a whole okay. lot, but they were there. They had a big feud of okay. several That's years, good. right? Yeah. yeah, that was like their big feud, was mm. the fabulous Freebirds. Yeah. Um, Ric Flair is in oh, it. Good stuff. Or a Ric Flair character is Ooh. in it. He's apparently Hello. not very well received though by wrestling fans, but I I had no nothing to compare him to really. So, I mean the the real Ric Flair is pretty unique, so okay. it's going to be hard to capture that. Yeah, so yeah. I can understand that. The um yeah the wrestling was really well done. They had some real wrestling people help them get it all right, and the the actors themselves yeah did they like had full um, routines, so it's cool. Yeah, they had uh, Chavo Guerrero. Mm. He's been wrestler for ages from the Guerrero wrestling family. Yeah, one of the greats. Yeah, and I think yeah, he personally worked with Zach, so there you go. Lends plenty legitimacy to it, doesn't mm. it? There you go. So yeah, get amongst that at some point. Um, and, and thanks for listening to us talk about curses today. Now, Dylan, are we cursed to be on social media? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> We're on X. We're on Facebook, mostly Instagram. That's our favourite. We pick favourites here we of our do. children. Oh, we do. And Instagram's our favourite. That's right. We're Zuck suckers. We won't apologise <laughs> for it. We can't help it. Um, we also like to thank Mark the Man, oh, the theme yeah. song. Do Come on. He's cursed song. to do it every week, live. <laughs> I thought we let him out. He's back in, is he? <laughs> no, he's cursed, mate, for life. Okay. There's okay. no escape. Is it a Solomon Grundy-like thing? Absolutely, mate. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, that's, that's a good him, curse. That's that him... Well, you always... You live and die each week. Re- rebirth each week. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Okay. All right, well, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being here, Dylan. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of I Miss You, Man. Until then, guess what, Dylan? I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Man, 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 